You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You run around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of the TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert, and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, with my good friends, Petra Burke. Hello. And Kate Abbott. How do? Today, we're going to talk about kids and dogs. Now, kids and dogs can be a wonderful combination. I think all three of us have good memories of dogs while we were growing up. Oh, gosh, yeah. I know uh, Butch, my German Shepherd, probably why I, I still, to this day, love the breed. I imprinted on him. I wasn't quite so fond of my mom's toy poodles when I was a teenager, but then they weren't treated like dogs either. Sorry, Mom. (laughs) Same with my mom and her toy poodle. (laughs) We had a lab. Your mom had a lab? I can't imagine your mom with a lab. My first dog as growing up as a kid was a lab. Wow. Yeah. And then after that came the... uh, Little fuzzy things. Yeah. 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 But we had a lab. Wow. (laughs) But anyway, dogs and kids can be a wonderful combination. Lassie and Timmy. <laughs> yeah. That's probably the most popular. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. What, everybody wanted a Lassie. Sure. No matter what Lassie said, it was always Timmy fell down the way. <laughs> <laughs> but on the other hand, kids and dogs can be a horrible combination. Kids get bitten by dogs. Kids are hurt or sometimes even killed by dogs. Dogs and kids in the household can have a bad relationship. So we've got something that can potentially be absolutely wonderful or something that's absolutely horrible. So in this podcast, the first half, we're going to talk about kids and dogs and safety, how to keep the kids and the dogs safe from each other. (laughs) And then in the second half of the show, we're going to talk about some fun stuff that kids can do with their dog. So that they're not getting into trouble. <laughs> because you build that relationship. Right, exactly. Because if we don't give the kids guidance, or the dog's guidance, then it could turn into a horrible turmoil. So, first half of the show, we'll talk about kids and dogs and how to keep each other safe. Second half, we'll talk about how to have fun. So, just hold on, take a break for our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. 
Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to teacherspetsessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Salvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do, and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz. With me today are my friends, Petra and Kate. And in the first half of the show, we're talking about kids and dogs and how to keep them safe with each other and from each other. Yeah, I, well, I'm not known for my joy with kids. <laughs> okay, we'll have to add a, a caveat here. Petra is the only one of us with a child. Uh-huh. I had but a, I only had a litter of one, and obviously, quit, because I don't, I don't have that motherly instinct. I, I had a stepdaughter, and she was very much a part of our lives, but she didn't live with us full time. So, we're not talking about a group of three natural mothers here. <laughs> and I do think kids are awesome. I'm just, I think, very, very intimidated and aware of the responsibility. Um, yeah, that's good. Towards I'll, protecting I'll go kids. with that. Okay, I like that. <laughs> Personally, I think sometimes children are creatures from another planet. Sure, this is but, true. You know, they do grow up to be adults someday, most of the time, some of them. I was I was talking with a parent one time about all the warning labels on things. Oh I mean, you my know, God. The blow dryer, you know, do not use in the bathtub. And I thought, who would ever even think of it? And she's going, yeah, but a kid would. But would a kid read the label? Yeah, well, there you go. I mean, it <laughs> yeah. just all becomes, oh, this is everything. And it's a, it's a great, and I commended her on not wanting to go around putting bubble wrap on all the sharp edges of life. You know. Now, I, I admit, with my sister's two boys, when they're toddlers, watching a baby boy learn to walk gives me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> and I would want to wrap him in bubble wrap. Yeah. Because it's an uncontrolled fall. It's forward momentum. And she kept saying, he's fine, Liz. They bounce. And I'm going, yeah. <laughs> they do. They bounce. <laughs> I let Kayla fall. She learned. Oh, but she learned. Well, Otherwise, well, Shasta was there to help her and hold on. Yeah, but well, yeah, they do. Well, I'm very comfortable with picking up puppies, you know, and uh, correcting <laughs> them and teaching them right from wrong. Kids, oh, oh. 
It's just so scary. Now, I will admit, I am also one of those aunts who, when the kid goes to stick his <laughs> finger in the DVD player, I go, ah, leave it. Yeah. And my sister says, Liz, he's not a puppy. And I said, it worked, didn't it? Yeah. And when he sucked his finger back to his body, I told him, good boy. Right. And it worked. It worked. So Caitlin was raised. <laughs> yeah. So just just that little about how we feel about kids. Really, I do like good kids. <laughs> I'll put that little comment there. We do want. Let, let's say this: we do want the kids to live and grow up, and yes. we want the kids to live and grow up and love dogs as much as we do. Therefore, this podcast. <laughs> and I do have the kind of brain that, you know, flashes newspaper headlines, you know, small, beautiful young girl's face ripped off by a family dog is a headline that I saw last week when I was doing a private training with a family that adopted a new dog and <sighs> watching the children pummel the dog, throw themselves on top of the dog, um, play jump over the dog oh, while it was geez. sleeping. And, you know, I just keep seeing these headlines of disaster. And you didn't disaster. put a leash and collar on the kids. Oh, oh yeah. oops, we can't say that, can no, we? No, no, no. <laughs> but I did ask that they sit down while I talked with their parents about what was wrong about all of this. Right. And set up some boundaries with parents so that, so that those headlines would go away from my head. Right, right. Exactly. Well, let's talk a little bit about safety. How can we keep dogs and kids safe? Well, one of the first things is to remember that even the best of dogs can bite. Definitely. Startled if they're in pain. Um, you know, say a child falls on the dog with a sh knee or, you know, an elbow. and, and Or just startles. if the dog's asleep. Yeah. How about the fingers and the eyes and the nose and the pulling the ears and the therapy dog that on a visit to a special education classroom had the finger up the <clears throat> backside. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a, that was a really, really exceptional dog that tolerated that. But she went, Ugh! yeah, and got her owner's attention that way. But 99% of other, other dogs would have turned around and said, snap. Oh, definitely. Oh, gosh, yeah. You know, don't do that. Riker probably would have been fine. Archer probably would have turned around and gave the kid kisses. Bashir would not have tolerated that at all. Right. That would have been rude, undignified, and... Cross all boundaries. And deserving of a correction. Yes. And for most dogs, a correction involves first a warning growl, and de depending upon the infraction and how quick they move off, then a snap. Yes. Or a bite. Yeah. And our skin is a lot more tender, and especially with children. Yeah. Um, their and faces are right there. Their faces are right at dog's height level. So one of the basic things with dogs and kids is don't leave them together unattended. Period. Period. Ever. Ever. Period. And don't trust that the baby's in a crib or a playpen or an X-pen or the dog's behind a baby gate. Stuff happens. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, I think about what you guys are talking about. And I, you know, I didn't. I was a trainer before I was a mom. And even then, when Kayla was somewhere, the door, the room was closed. There's no dogs in there. If I was somewhere that I would, couldn't have full attention between the dogs and Kayla, there was the baby gate where the dog respected and wouldn't jump over. So when I could not say I could supervise 100%, there was something there to as a divider. Right. Now, I admit my mom and dad didn't do that. But that was in a different time and a different era, and they were not educated dog owners. And thankfully, Butch was an awesome dog. But my mom tells stories about having me in the stroller or the 
carriage and leaving me across the street in the park with Butch with me, not even on leash, just with me while she went across the street to the grocery store. But that was another time, another era. era. Yeah. You know, we can't, won't, will not do those things today. It's far too dangerous. Yeah, mm-hmm. in, in many, many respects. Mm-hmm. So, but we learn, learn from what we've done in the past. So well, how else can we keep dogs and kids safe? So, and when then teaching the kids that when they are around the dogs, proper ways to behave. Which are? Um, I love this acronym called Dog Safe. And so each letter of Dog Safe stands for something. The D stands for don't tease. Okay. That just happens, you know. Sure. Kids want to mess with things. And, I think and, the and biggest, kids' dads. And yeah. the biggest thing they do to tease is they bark at the dogs. Why? I don't understand this to this day. It's the kids and the dads or the men. I can be bark. walking the dogs and a guy goes by in a SUV or a pickup truck and invariably he barks at the dogs. We hear him go by here at our training yard and there's always some young guys barking yeah. as they try Women by. never bark when they go by. <laughs> okay, guys who are listening, why, why do you do that? Bark. Drop us an email. <laughs> don't understand that. I used to know an entire family. They could not see an animal. If they saw cows, the entire family went moo. You know, if they saw chickens, they all went cluck. I never did understand. They never could explain it to me either. So Why bizarre. do you guys feel the need to do this? So weird. Because you but, certainly don't sound like the animal, and you're not getting a response from the animal because the animal's going stupid, people. I think it was <laughs> way too much time with see and tell games when they were oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Spin the see little arrow. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so what okay, is so O? D is for don't tease. O is for only pet with permission. Ah, very good. And that's an excellent one. Yep. yep. G is give space. Ah, love it. And that's another article that I absolutely love about hugging dogs. This was uh, Sarah Wilson and Brian Kilcommons. Uh, it was an article in the Parade Magazine, 2004. But miscommunication between humans and dogs. So hugging a dog, putting your arm around their shoulders and hugging them, is not a natural, friendly overture from Look at one Bashir. dog to another. Mm-hmm. Bashir, my five-year-old dog, <laughs> is wonderful boy. He's got excellent, stable temperament. He hates having people grab his head. Right. Now, mm-hmm. he's never snapped, but he'll duck his head away. He's not hand shy. He's never been hit, but he doesn't like his head grab. Now, he's a very dignified boy. He's towards the top of, of the ladder in our household, and he just doesn't like it yeah well and then they compare it um in their article that hugging a dog around the neck and around the shoulders is like putting a headlock from one person to another now you know you might get away with that with a really good buddy that you have a good relationship yeah right with i'm gonna go up to patron can put her head in the headlock <laughs> yeah. yeah that would work <laughs> yeah i said you might you might get away with first it. of all i need a ladder to reach her yeah. and <laughs> but i mean both both patron and i are guilty of hugging our dogs oh so, yeah sure. we do all the time but it's something we've taught them it, yeah, we've, we've taught, taught them, them to, it, to be it's going to be safe to enjoy it and we do we scratch them all my dogs love it my dogs will come and ask for it. Does but he, again, we've taught them I don't that. hug mine, but I just snuggle with them. Mm-hmm. They come up and, well, Archer 
throws himself on my lap. Yeah. <laughs> Riker and Bashir both snuggle on the sofa with me. Or Bashir's favorite, actually, is he would just love to lay at my feet and put his paws or his head on my feet. He just loves that. Mm-hmm. And at night, of course, he's next to the bed. So he's close, but he's not necessarily climbing on top of me. So just like people, every dog has their own body space that they need. Right. So give them that space. Sure. And until you are until you are really sure that you are friends with the dog, when the dog is friends with you, give them that space. Okay, so what's okay. the rest of dog safe? So then safe, the S is slow down. Okay. You know. We're kids, approaching a dog too kids fast move with fast. a lot of fast movement. Well, oh my god, cute dog, and they run. Yeah. Yep. A is for always get help. That's for kids not to approach a dog on their own. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, have an adult. I think A should be for adult as well. Sure. Uh, yeah. Adult and get help. Uh, F is fingers together. Yeah. Fingers going help. Yeah. And I think just helping keep the fingers together helps keep the hands calmer. Sure. Too. So yeah. that's all part of it. And then E, what we started with, even good dogs can bite. Right. Mm-hmm. So parents, grab a pen real quick. Here we go. Dog safe. D, don't tease. O, only pet with permission. G, give space. S, slow down. A, adult, always get help. F, fingers together. And E, even good dogs can bite. I think that's an excellent lesson. Not just for parents, but perhaps for teachers, teachers of exactly. kindergarten, first, second, third, fourth grades. That's an excellent lesson. I do think that a number of kids get in trouble with dogs because they don't have complete control over their body movements yet. And so they jerky and, and their they're voices. fast and they're high. So I do like to teach kids. Uh, the AKC recommends teaching kids to be a tree. That's what I learned years ago. I have, I've had a couple of problems trying to teach kids that. I think, as I mentioned in a previous podcast, I had one kid who turned into <laughs> a weeping willow moving in the breeze in the and breeze. Yeah, was still moving too freely. So I guess I was a dead tree. So, <laughs> um, so I've switched to telling kids to be a statue. Okay. And then telling the parents or the other adults around or the older siblings to practice this before they need it. So make it into a game and have the kids play the old game of statue where they're running around ah, 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 and you say statue or freeze, whatever. And the kid has to Simon says freeze. Freeze mm-hmm. right there. And that seems to make more sense to, to the kids that at least I've worked with to be a statue. As I, I was trying the AKCs. Well, uh, you've never seen a dog bite a tree, right? Because they stand still. And he's like, no, but they get peed on. And no, I haven't had the same yeah. reaction to statues anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> As long as a kid understands what a statue is. Right. Right. But. Freeze works. Freeze. Yeah. Freeze. Yeah. So, and okay. then make it into a game with the kids where they run around. You say freeze and you have some way to unfreeze them. And so that if, you, if you're out on a walk with your kids and you see some dogs that you do not like the looks of or don't know mm-hmm. you can say freeze to your kid and they knows when it, they knows what to do sure right. keep them safe right away sure or if they're running around the house crazy and you see your own dog start getting upset about it you can freeze. tell your kid to freeze play statue and then put the dog put in the a dog safe away. place yeah okay and then if it's dog bite like liz and i we fought in the schools is drop down tuck your head make your head safe Make your hands safe. 
So either Wait. roll into a ball with your arms up over your ears or roll on your stomach. And freeze. And put your arms around your head and freeze. Yep. Don't make a noise. Even if the dog bites you, freeze. Because mm-hmm. you definitely don't want to run. And that's probably hard for the kids. And back to respecting a dog's space. If they're sleeping. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. I mean, I tell kids, are you, aren't you you cranky if somebody comes in and wakes you up? If your sister squirts mm-hmm. you with a squirt toy or throws a pillow at you when you're sleeping, you come up cranky. Sure. Don't, uh, don't do the same thing to a dog. Right. Um, if they've got a toy or if they're eating. And again, I try to put the, help the kid put themselves in the dog's position. If you're eating and I come along and start grabbing food off of your plate, you're going to get mad at me. Yep. yep. Leave a dog alone. He doesn't know whether you're coming to take his food away or not. Leave him alone while he's And then alone. if they're in a crate, leave him alone. That is their safe spot. That's their Don't s- be sticking fingers through the grill or the sides or kicking it or... Playing or, drums on it. Or staring at the dog through the grill. Mm-hmm. Oh, staring at Eye it. Eye contact. Approaching a dog head on. That's another one. But there was a... I think it's in this month or last month's Reader Digest about a stand-up comedian who does a mom shtick thing. And she was going down the list of mom momisms. <laughs> and one of them, she was saying, is... Look at me when I'm talking to you. And we've all heard mom say that. Sure. Have you said that to Kayla? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and then she said she actually was thinking about it. She says, you got to kind of give the kid a little bit of a break. She says she had heard, righteously so, she had heard that if you stare at a dog, it's aggressive. And to have them stare back at you is aggressive. So she says, if you're hollering at your kids and they're looking down, they're just being like a dog. They're like trying not to make you mad. Right. And not make eye contact with mm-hmm. them. Sure. And here we are yelling at them, stare at me, look at me when I'm talking to you. Well, and invariably, if my dad said, look at me when I'm talking to you, and I did, then I got in trouble with, wipe that expression off your face. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, what do you want? either way. <laughs> All right, well, we need to take a break for our sponsors. When we come back, we're going to be talking about some things that your kids can do with the dog to help build a better relationship. So hold on, take a listen to our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. your dog some thought with dog thoughts it's the iphone application that everyone's talking about hey, what do you think of this a man in davis california says he's invented an application for the iphone that claims it can read your dog's mind no it's true i read about it on my cat's twitter page that's fine Jay Leno talked about it, CBS reported on it, and now you can see what all the buzz is about. Created just for dog lovers, Dog Thoughts makes taking photos of your furry best friend more fun. Shake your dog and read his mind. On your iPhone, of course. Take a pic of your pup, shake your phone, and watch as his thoughts appear on the screen. Does he have a bone to pick with you, or is he having a tail-wagging day? Get your Dog Thoughts iPhone app today. Just 99 cents. Go to PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. That's PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. Greetings, human. What 
Planet Empire. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Got questions about your hound's health? Need the facts on Fido's fitness or food? You want to unleash your pup's potential? Well, you've come to the right place with Win with Dogs. Here, we learn how easy it is to naturally improve the lives of our furry friends. So sit, stay, and get ready to win with dogs. With me, Raquel Wynn. Exercise, nutrition, interaction, and love make for one healthy, happy hound. Give yourself the gift of knowledge on demand every week right here at Pet Life Radio with me, Raquel Wynn, and Win with Dogs. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. This podcast is all about kids and dogs. The first half we talked about some safety issues, some things to keep your dog and your kids safe. Mostly to keep your kids safe, but to protect your dog also. But we want to be a little proactive in this half of the show. Kids don't function well when all they hear is no, 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 don't, 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 don't. Don't do this, don't do that, don't do this. We do want them to have a good relationship with dogs. We want, you know, heck, we love dogs. That's why we've got them. We want the next generation to love them, too, and to be safe. And, you know, to be practical, if you just keep telling them, leave the dog alone, leave the dog alone, it makes the dog a very interesting object. They're going to be more focused on the mm-hmm. dog. And to more interested in doing it when you're not around to catch them. Sure. And you don't want that either. So let's talk about some things kids and dogs can do. By the way, I'm going to give a, a, some credit to a woman who has a, a website called livingwithkidsanddogs.com. Colleen Pilar. And I got a couple of good articles off of it. So once again, www. Living with kids and dogs. If you've got, if you're a mom or a dad with kids and dogs, check out her website for some, uh, some, some good information. First of all, trick training. If your dog has a good basis in basic obedience training, trick training is great. Dogs and kids both can have a lot of fun. I know Kayla taught, I can remember Kayla doing training with Shasta, even though Shasta was already trained. Oh, yeah. Kayla did stuff with her. Yeah. She'd have a handful of treats and have Shasta lay down Mm -hmm. and sit and roll over and shake and sneeze. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
So kids and dogs doing trick training can be great fun. It shows the dog that the kid can be in charge. And can be a, a source of, of, of right. treats and praise. Yeah. yeah. The dog gets to practice obeying the child. Exactly. But in a and fun then, way. And one thing I know I, I had done with Kayla a lot is um, feeding. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll get we'll prepare the food together for the dogs. And then they all have to do a sit. And I'll make sure I reinforce it. And then she would put the bowls down where each spot where the dogs go. And so they gave her some pride that she can feed the dogs. She's a big girl. She mixed them up. And then and I'd let her on each one. She'd just tap them and say, okay, and let them eat. And, of course, now she's 16 going on 17. And (laughs) she still feeds the dogs, right? Yeah, she still does. (laughs) Yeah, you develop good habits in her. I like that. And now you can do her own sit stays with the dogs. Right. I don't need to be. And if your dog doesn't have a good sit stay, keep your child safe by helping your puppy dog. You know, right. Keep a hand on the collar or a leash on him. Mm-hmm. Now here's here's a fun game for dogs. We all know the old fairy tale, Hansel and Gretel. Well, you have your dog in a sit. You hold him. Give your child a bowl full of treats or even Cheerios, you know, kibble. or or some kibble. Your dog. Drops them one at a time, no, no, making the, the child drops. Oh, the, uh, sorry, Excuse me. the child drops them. <laughs> I mean, they know some pretty good yeah. tricks, but uh, yeah. okay. the child drops the the treats or the Cheerios, <laughs> making a trail throughout the house. Maybe the first one just across the living room. Then let the dog go, get the treats, finds the kid, and the kid gives him another treat, and then gradually make the trail longer and with more curves and and. Windy and zigzag. Wider spaces between them. Sure. And have the kid hide at the end, maybe behind the chair. Mm-hmm. And when the dog finds it, then the, the kid gives another treat. That can be great fun. Sure. Oh, definitely. Hide and seek. Oh, yeah. Forget the treats. Just go hide. <laughs> I have to admit, I play that with my dogs now. <laughs> <laughs> Kay, you're never told to play hide and seek. Absolutely. <laughs> but I know that Kayla would do that. She'd be outside, you know, and as she's gotten older, she was able to outside with the, with the dogs. And I'd hear her, she'd hide, and she'd call the dog's name, and I'd go out there, and I'm looking for her, like, where is she? And I was like, come oh, boys, let's go find her. See, and another useful skill for when you're trying to find your kid to do her homework. Oh, yeah. Where is she? Let's go get her. Where is she? Go find her. Right. It's great. The same family that I was out to, the, the kids wanted to be involved with going on the dog, taking the dog for a walk. Great. I want them to be involved and have fun. But the dog was already outweighing the dog, the kids by 10 pounds each. So I suggested to the parents they put two leashes on the dog. Oh, yeah. One for them to hang on to, yeah. one for the kids to. So the kids got to feel like they were participating and helping along there. But if the dog saw a squirrel and started to take off, mom or dad were there to make sure the child didn't get dragged down the street. Well, we had that in class recently. We, uh, we had a family of four, mom mm-hmm. and dad and two, two girls, with a German Shepherd mm-hmm. and with a Great Dane mix, mm-hmm. and the first day of class, the Great Dane mix took off across the training yard with right. the girl the smallest in tow. of the two girls with the smallest, with the biggest of the, of the two dogs. Yeah, that was the funniest. So we oh. double leashed the dogs, and by the end of the class, the two girls took the dogs through the agility yes. course for graduation. Good, and they did, they did awesome. They did and great. still, the littlest girl had the biggest dog. Uh-huh. <laughs> But you know what? He was listening to her, and all four of them were having fun. Yep. They had learned some respect. Hope you got a raise in your allowance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
But backstory on that. We we told the parents that the girls were doing such a good job, they deserved a raise in their allowance. <laughs> now, another game that, you, that the kids can play, we have done years ago in our intermediate class. We haven't done it lately. We may have to bring that back in, but that's uh, dog bowling. You set up some oh, yeah. milk cartons or some empty plastic jugs, mm-hmm. and then you have to stand like six foot away and direct your dog so he knocks these over. Mm-hmm. Now, to do it with a couple of kids, the kid who directs the dog to knock over the most obstacles wins. Dog gets a treat, kid gets a treat. But it's tough because you have to, your dog's instinct is going to be avoiding these obstacles. Exactly. So it takes some direction. Stop, sit, back, come, go, left, right. Excellent training. Or you could make it a little easier for everybody and do it in a hallway with a line of plastic soda bottles empty. Oh, that's no I fun. Know, you don't have to build up to it. You're going right to the trainer sure, thing. That would be fun. See? It's a bowling alley. And exactly. Can... It's yeah. a bowling alley. Yeah. And you let the kids stand on the other side. The Aussies the would jump come. over them. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> that would be the challenge for the kid. Right. You go right to the inma- intermediate advanced level. Yeah, yeah. We're at the basic children's stage. Yeah. And just on another frame of mind, too, is um, we do social handling in our classes, teaching mm-hmm. people how to put their dogs on their sides and have the, the dogs learn to remain calm and enjoy getting a dog massage. Right. And having all parts of their body touched by their owners. Right. So then I'll have the parents do this still, where they are in control of the dog, but have the kids sit at the dog's head mm-hmm. and gently stroke. Sure. So they're sharing a little bit in the authority of the adult, mm-hmm. and the kids also learning to calmly pet, as opposed to just, ah, how are you, right. puppy dog? And the dog is learning to be calm with the kid touching him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a good And while they're down. doing that, brushing them. And then having the kids save the dog fur, and then going outside and let it out for the birds to make bed the line the nest. That's fun, and it's it is fun just to let the fur go in the air and go, go make a nest somewhere. It's okay. sure, yeah. I like well. to do that too. <laughs> I know you were so easily <laughs> amused. Small minds, small amusements. All right, yeah. so what else? Teaching your kids not to play tug of war with the dog. It's too easy for dogs yeah. to miss. The and toy. how about no wrestling? And no wrestling on the other side. Wrestling, although it comes natural to, especially for boys and dogs, it is potentially teaching the dog to fight people. Which could be one of the reasons why more boys are bitten than more little girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, girls have a tendency to want to dress up. I mean, shoot. <laughs> we got a new addition to our family. And in future podcasts, you'll be hearing about him. His name is Benji, and he's a, a canine guinea pig. <laughs> K- <laughs> Kayla stole him from the G-Force movie. <laughs> he is a, uh, at this point, he's a seven-week-old uh, Pomeranian. But he looks like a guinea pig. <laughs> he does. So a very cute guinea pig. Like <laughs> but Kayla, talking about girls dressing up, went and bought three little outfits for him that were on sale at Petco. Oh. <laughs> One of our sponsors. <laughs> And three little outfits, so and they were different sizes. So as he grows, well, of course, he would have an outfit to wear. They grow up so quickly, don't so, they? So, but again, mm. you know what? She's starting him young, getting used to wearing clothes. We all dress up our dogs for Halloween when we talk about costumes. So if you get your dogs used to it, mom and dad be involved. You can dress them up, and girls love doing that. 
and that's you know the kind of fun thing you can do with a dog. But the the important thing is to get them used to all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And instead of tug of war, teach the dog to give up an object using the command give or trade or out or drop it, whatever you want to use, and then teach your kid to use that command. So that instead of playing tug of war, they can say, "Hey, give me that," and the dog will. Then your kid gets to throw it again, and everybody gets to be happy. Yeah, I can say Kayla can probably. She can remember there's any bad events that have happened. She had all great experiences with the dogs growing up. So she started life with well-trained dogs already around mm -hmm. her, and, and I still her took, mom. And still took the precautions, took precautions, even though these dogs were trained. They're dogs, mm -hmm. and, and and she's a kid, and something could have happened, and it didn't. But I was, I took. And even though my dogs didn't grow up with kids in the household, my nephews are over, and they meet kids here in classes all the time, and. Uh, one time when my nephews were over and the four-year-old was running rampant and on a sugar high of some kind, I watched Bashir get a little nervous and heard a low rumble growl. And so the nephew was told to sit. Bashir went in the back room for a little while. Yeah. Just to prevent a problem from happening. Exactly. So, Prevention is always better Yep. in the long run. All right. Well, I think that concludes our podcast for today. Hopefully for you parents or potential parents in the future. Yeah. Or just those of you who own dogs that are exposed to kids. We've given you some things to think about. So keep your kids safe. Teach them that dogs deserve to be treated kindly and deserve their respect. And uh, hopefully they'll grow up together wonderfully, as we all did. So that's it. Thanks for listening to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm Liz. I'm Pedro. Bye from Kate. <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.